0: Welcome to the SUP Live. I'm Elise Rouse. I'm Sammy Fishbine. And for those of you who are just tuning in, The SUP Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yeah. Um Happy International Women's Day. Wow, Happy International Women's Day. As you can see, we have butterfly clips. To, to show our off hair. our
1: feminine and feminine, mm-hmm. and I didn't even take we're, a shot yet. We're,
0: um, we're taking, you're taking back our feminine energy. Yes, our '90s feminine energy. Exactly. When women's
1: rights were so progressive, mm-hmm. girl
0: power, etc., etc. Maybe
1: they were more. <laughs> no, 1994
0: was the year of the woman.
1: Was it? Mm-hmm. Why that year?
0: Um, I think because of Anita Hill, who like was treated really badly. <laughs> the year of the woman <laughs> like, was Anita Hill. Yeah, they were like, oh, we learned sexual harassment is a thing. It's the year of the woman. We're not going to do anything about this for another twenty years, but like we're acknowledging it exists. Yeah, wait, who named it Time Magazine? Yeah, I think it was like something. Time Magazine. Like, get it might get have at been ninety-two. Whatever. In the 90s. It sounds like
1: 94. Um, so listen. Also, okay, yeah.
0: We are taking a shot for International Women's Day, and we would be remiss if we did not invite some of the wonderful women in our yeah. office to come join us for said shot, so... Women! Uh, come here! Bitches, ladies! Hey! Wow. We're oh taking shots! Woo! Guess, like, who's here! You guys have chasers in all? yours? Okay, um... Uh, sure ours are straight. Uh, uh, to, to women! To Happy International Ooh. Women's Strong Day! Women. To be honest, I spilled half of my shot, trying to get the phone ready. But we're still here. That could have been worse. I'm really upset. Wow. Go. Good. I love it. Okay. okay. Well, Sorry. okay, yeah. bye. 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 Bye, butterfly fuzz Wow. Room. We'll keep those just in case. That was the most feminist thing. We've I've ever, ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Women coming together to when, take shots of vodka. Exactly. Notice there was no infighting. Okay. Nobody shaded each Everyone other. Everyone supported
1: each other in their
0: shots. Until I told them all to get out. But yes. that's for
1: practical reasons. Yes.
0: I felt supported the whole time. Me too. I, oh. Without even a chaser. I had my ladies around me.
1: Okay. okay. So you guys should all know this is our this is our last episode of the season on Facebook. We're still going to be doing this as a podcast, and next week we're having a special guest. Mm-hmm.
0: And so we'll so probably we just be, be, be on Insta Live. Yeah.
1: Insta live still and podcast. So tune in next week. Find out who the special guest is. We'll keep you posted. Yeah,
0: we're doing some fun things, making some fun moves. We're not going to be physically here. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. What's getting me through the week? Yes. What's okay. getting you through
0: the week, Sammy? So as you know,
1: the Oscars were on Sunday, and Frances McDormand had a really amazing speech when she won. She introduced mm-hmm. the world to inclusion writers, which is really just, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing that's getting me through the week. The no. thing that's getting me through the week is the fact that her Oscar got stolen at a party
0: <laughs> later that night. So bold to steal an Oscar at a yeah, party. but it gets better because...
1: Apparently, Wolfgang Puck has a personal camera crew following him around everywhere, and his camera crew happened to capture this person stealing the Oscar. (laughs) And then he got the guy got arrested because of Wolfgang Puck's camera.
0: (laughs) I like. I feel like every element of that story is good. Like one, Wolfgang Puck has a personal camera crew that follows him around everywhere that he goes. Two, someone stole an Oscar at a party. That's like stealing the iPod that's like playing music. You know what I mean? (laughs) Everyone's like, what happened to the best actress Oscar? Like what happened to the music? Where is everything?
1: It's also just of two people in the world who could be involved in one story. I don't know if Francis, there's any few people more random than Francis McDormand and And Wolfgang
0: Also like, I feel like that culminates like Frances McDormand has been cultivating this very, like, I-don't-give-a-fuck energy for the entire award season. Like, she shows up to every award show being like, I... wear uh, Navy on the Black night. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I'm wearing... Oh, shit, this is actually Navy. Oh, my God, I didn't realize I had to be here tonight. Like, she... That's her energy. So, f- for all of this to end with her losing <laughs> her Oscar is perfect. Karma. I love Frances. What's getting you through... Me too. What's getting you through the week, Elise? What's getting me through the week, speaking... You know, people say three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I say 16 billboards outside Ari Leyendeck Jr.'s house because because Bachelor Nation, powerful lobbying group, one of the most (sighs) powerful lobbying groups in the U.S., raised enough money to put up 16 billboards in Southern California that literally just say, not okay, leave. To To Ari. Ari. Um, They're anti-Ari Leyendeck... It's just junior weird
1: that like people care more about what Ari line did to one girl mm-hmm. than anyone cares about like mass shootings or, or what's happening sort of to
0: equal e- pay. Exactly. <laughs> like we can't get change or justice for all women in like a sweeping way, but we can get justice for back one up. woman. For, for Becca. <laughs> we can all come together and everyone can agree. That Becca K got done dirty on the bed.
1: Yeah, but you know, the Parkland kids. It's
0: questionable. Who, what, who is that, Emma Gonzalez? I don't
1: know. I don't know. She didn't seem to get a rose or anything. Yeah. So I'm
0: not sure we really have to care about her. Exactly. So I guess the only thing, the, the number one thing that you can do to get sympathy as a woman is have your engagement be broken off. And then on everyone TV. will be like, oh. Right. Anything else, people are like, I don't know. She looks like a bitch. <laughs> like, right. Society has really progressed. Um, but anyway, I love it. I love the activism. I love seeing that. Yeah, it just shows that
1: when people care about something, mm-hmm. they can really
0: come affect each other. Um and honestly, Becca <laughs> much love to Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and Lauren. You guys all if you listen to the Bachelor Podcast, you know how you
1: feel about Lauren. Okay. <laughs> Um, so let's go to our first story, which kind of bleeds into all the other stories, which is just about the general chaos that's been going around in what is was formerly known as the White House. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yes. Um, so, okay. It
1: all starts... Well, it, it starts a long time ago, but <laughs> this we're starting this story mm-hmm. with Stormy Daniels, aka the porn star who Donald Trump had sex with, is mm-hmm. back in the news. Um, Mm -hmm. She, I guess, discovered or her lawyer looked back at the NDA that she supposedly signed after being paid $130,000 to not talk about her relationship with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And they realized that he forgot to sign and send back. So she
0: signed the NDA, but he didn't. So, technically she's allowed to talk about it. Because it's in. Va- this just goes back to something we were talking about last week, which is just the difficulty with forms. The sheer difficulty with completing a single form that has pervaded this entire White House. Like, how does somebody look over the form Right. Have somebody you know when you go do a new job and somebody highlights the parts that you gotta that you have right. to actually do. Get a little some, Post-it note sign here. Yeah, get um, Ty Cobb or whoever to just highlight where you Ty need Cobb, to sign. Yeah. That's his other lawyer. there's But, but there's, there's also
1: one, like a baseball player
0: named Ty Cobb. Yes, there is yeah. a baseball player named Ty Cobb. But also there's a Trump lawyer who looks like Michael an old Cobb. prospector.
1: Whose that name is Ty, Ty
0: Cobb, Cobb, and then there's Michael Cohen, yeah. which, who I think was responsible yeah. for this. Yeah,
1: Michael Cohen is his personal lawyer. Ty Cobb is his Russia lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you need a different lawyer for all your personal the, fuckups. Yeah, every
0: crime gets its own <laughs> lawyer. So Donald Trump
1: has like the entire American Bar Association. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay, so just
1: to give like a few more details on this story because it is a little more. We want you to actually walk away with this from this with some actual information. Information. So. Because this is like a secret NDA, Donald Trump uses pseudonym David Dennison on it. It could only be
0: worse if it was David Davidson. Like, like, don't make, don't make your fake name alliteration, dude. That's like, that's not like It's like one, in the one, the one. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: okay. So basically, the so they're denying that this is actually an ND uh, or an agreement with Trump because it, he used this name. He has a long history of using fake names. What was that other Bar- John Barron? He he used to call into, like, magazines oh, yes. and give them mm. tips and be like, this is this is Donald Trump's uh, friend, John Barron. And it's just, like, him.
0: And it's just obviously him because, as we all know, Donald Trump has a very, like, distinct way of talking. And yeah. you can, like, tell <laughs> it's him. Yeah. They play a recording of one of those—I don't know if you guys have seen the Netflix series, Dirty Money, but— Oh, oh boy. I saw your Instagram story. It's, it's a doozy, and it ends with an episode on Trump, and they play one of the calls. like oh, a I recorded. Yeah, they play a recorded yeah. call. Uh, and it sounds just like him. Uh, it sounds exactly like him, and he's like, hey, I'm a uh, good friend of Donald Trump, and I just want to say uh, he's got a big penis. And then he just, like, <laughs> <laughs> hangs up the phone. <laughs> it's it's like, like, I, I heard of an anonymous tip. Uh, anonymous
1: tip. Donald Trump. Trump is dope. I'm not. I'm not Donald Trump. <laughs> um, Donald Trump has never lost any money or bankruptcy any yeah. before? Yeah. Okay, so, yes. So, what happened is he didn't sign this form. Stormy Daniels now wants to come talk about all his proclivities mm-hmm. and how he enjoys being spanked with him with Forbes magazines of which he is on the
0: cover. <laughs> I read that there's an insinuation that she might have Photographs of the as magazine. well. She of, might have no, the, of magazine. the magazine. <laughs> yeah, she has pictures of herself at the magazine. She spanked the whole Imagine if his DNA it was like, on no, the magazine. One of the articles that I read said that there's kind of like an insinuation in the documents that she might have like incriminating photos of him it in the act, it. which is just like. It,
1: oh. It wouldn't surprise me if he was the kind of guy who likes to watch himself. Yeah, after he does it?
0: Of course, it's like um, I mean, American what, Psycho, fucking in the mirror yeah, type stuff. No, yeah, that for sure. There's no. First of all, there's just no way that there isn't some sort of documentation of Donald Trump having sex. having sex. It's uh-huh. my question is when funny. will we see one, and do I want that?
1: Would you watch? Yeah.
0: Same. I'm. De- I'm de- if, if if something comes out, I'm definitely watching, and I'm definitely yeah. waking up in a cold sweat thinking about it every day <sighs> of my life after That's that a- moment. <laughs> like, oh, it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Yes.
1: Yeah, but, okay, but also, just to make a comparison, doesn't this sound a little familiar to the idea that the Russians have a tape of him being urinated on by 15-year-old hookers?
0: coming um, near. Mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's not exactly the same
1: thing, but... It's, it's not in a different world. It's just
0: like from all different corners, we're finding out that there's like incriminating sexual information about the president, and it's just like, yeah. I just I stand on this fence of like obviously, if anything comes out, I'm gonna watch it immediately. Right. It's a journalistic responsibility. We exactly. Have here. Well, we have to watch it so that we can tell, tell you, you the viewing public, exactly what happened. Yeah. I would be I would be abdicating my responsibility. As, as a, a journalist, journalist. <laughs> but it's also just like, oh God, that's gonna be yeah, so, so fucked gross. up. Okay, but,
1: okay, so now this brings us to, he's mad at Sarah Huckabee Sanders because yesterday during a press conference, she confirms that he had won in the arbitration over this NDA, which means that he was involved in an arbitration with ND, with this NDA, making it the first admission that there was any involvement Yes, because exactly. up till now he had completely not confirmed anything. Because Michael Cohen was like, "Yeah, it was just me wanting to give this porn star one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars out of the goodness of my heart."
0: Yeah, basically. So basically, like what Sarah Huckabee Sanders said in her press conference, if you like think about it logically, back confirms that the NDA existed, which Trump is saying doesn't exist. But you kind of have to like think about that a little bit, which I think like the average Trump voter isn't gonna do. No, <laughs> they're just gonna be like, what? And like turn the channel. So yeah, no, they're they're not watching. They're no. watching the clips on but Fox News, which is like everything cut together to make like Donald Trump is amazing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like Sarah Huckabee Sanders being like the NDA. What? Bye. And like it doesn't like it doesn't come doesn't say together. Anything. But like yeah. technically, she back confirmed that the NDA exists, and so now. Donald... Do you think she realized? And she said it. He's mad. Well, no, he's so he's mad. Yeah, I
1: hear he's in a really bad mood this week because mm-hmm. Hope's not around.
0: Exactly, and she used to calm
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he's mad, at Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Gary Cohn left earlier this week. You guys have probably never heard of him. Yeah, I hadn't really either. But He's
0: I, an economic advisor to you know, Trump. All, I listened to
1: Pod America. So yes, I, I have heard of him. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so he was supposedly one of the people who was like always like troubled by what was going on, but was staying on for like right. country he, and he, he, like, he, blah
1: blah blah. He was bothered by the fact that Trump said that there are nice people
0: on both sides when he was
1: talking about the Nazis because Gary Cohn is a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that bothered day. him, but it took him until there were crazy tariffs to actually quit.
0: Exactly. It was like Nazis. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad, mad. <laughs> and like, Steel tariffs, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. It was the steel and the aluminum tariffs that did Gary Conan. Yeah. So he left, which makes him one of like, 50 people yeah. who have left in the first year. I, You guys should go on our Instagram because we actually have a hilarious carousel. Of, yeah, the, the VIPs who left. Um, of, the, of like 10 people who left. And it was so crazy just to go back through time creating that and being like, oh my God, like these happened so fast in such right. rapid succession. Spicer, Scaramucci. The uh,
2: days
0: of Sean Spicer so long gone. Yeah. It's
1: okay. I just don't understand
0: who is working there anymore. There is no one there. I, There's no one left. It's literally from the original people. It's literally members of his own family, like people who are actually his family and Jeff Sessions which um, is so and, funny because he right. hates Jeff Sessions so much <laughs> Jeff
1: Sessions okay I have a theory that Jeff Sessions is going to end up being the hero out of all this like after he Horrible. was seen having having dinner with, with Rod Rosenstein and what's his name um, uh Mueller no, no 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 some the the second guy Whatever. The the other guy. guy. Yeah, so I feel like that moment for Trump was like when you see that your friends all got dinner on Instagram story without you. And and you're like, what? They said they were just home watching Netflix.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They said they they didn't get my text, but they're all looking at their phones in this picture. It's, um, he, yeah, and Jeff Sessions is like, Yeah. I do not recall you texting me that day.
1: <laughs> See, the, d- the do not recall is a double-edged exactly. sword. Exactly. It can come at you from both sides. It's, um, yeah, so there's, like, no one left um, except his family, Jared and
0: Ivanka, who are pretty much also exiled. Yeah, they, like... a questionable <laughs> sense. Well, Jared's just in so much trouble yeah. like it's a I, I know there. are like a lot of people are like theorizing that the next indictment or whatever is the him? big fish is gonna be Jared because it's a lot of people a lot of the emails and stuff that Muller is asking for are emails with Jared and like threads that Jared is on so it's a lot of it seems to be circling like Jared it's Jared
1: Kushner got indicted I could not even imagine what would it happen? It's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's going to. Do you, do you think he knows that it's coming? I mean, he looks very stressed out in all recent photos. Very vacation. I, I
0: have to wonder, like, <laughs> when he and Ivanka sit down. What do they talk about? To Shabbat. <laughs> what
2: are whatever. they talking about?
0: What are they talking about? They must be talking about it. Yeah. I think... I but think no, Ivanka's pins. gonna cut and run on that no, shit no, no, no. so fast she oh, I do Stockholm
1: Syndrome member number one. She's not going anywhere.
0: I feel like I feel like she In ten years. As soon as he's like no longer valuable to her, she would Band. No, I, I like her daddy. Right, but I think I
1: think she is in. They're all in. Like because think about it, they only really have each other to defend each other. They there's no one they nowhere they can go other than to each other. But
0: couldn't she like I could see her being like it I can. had no I know, but one has a Trump cared about their kids. Sorry. (laughs) um.
1: I feel bad for their kids. Whenever she posts, like, her kids on Instagram, I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're cute. Like,
0: Amabel, she can uh, sing. Arabella. Arabella can sing in Chinese Chinese. and stuff. They're cute. They're all cute. Barron's cute. Whatever. It's fine. But I I could see her, to save her own ass, being like... (gasps) I, I had have no idea. idea. <laughs> 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 that was totally unplanned. Unplanned wow. impromptu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, Jeff Sessions, i just going back to him for one second. I think, I hate Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. but he is, I think he's going to end up being kind of like vindicated in all this because he's sticking it out through being like basically emotionally abused by Trump so that he'll quit. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to quit because he's like, okay, I'm. I did things wrong, but the only way that I can survive this is by admitting that I did them wrong mm-hmm. and then turning over on Trump. Yeah, and so, then knows, And he knows the justice system. He, like, is an actual lawyer.
0: He's, we were talking about this last week, but, like, he's literally the only person who I think actually understands what's happening, and that's why he's the one who's, like... I'll stay. Yeah, like you're not gonna get me, dude. I'm gonna stay as attorney general. I'm gonna do like ostensibly transparent things and I'm gonna tell anybody who needs to know what I know so that I can stay out of jail. And I I do think that Jeff Sessions will be like a key in all of this. If Jeff
1: Sessions is the one who saves us all, I'll be forgiving of the fact that he hates marijuana.
0: Yes, but will we, but we forgive the other things? Probably not. No, no. <laughs> the fact that he's like, I don't I think black think people he's should he's, vote. But I
1: don't think he's gonna. I don't th- right that Yeah, like, I don't
0: think he's gonna do that little thing.
1: I don't think that he's gonna last in a politically powerful sense. I just think he will survive in this the, thing in the sense that he won't be like in jail. Literally. Yeah,
0: because he's the only person who's not. I mean, he is like basically claiming that he doesn't remember like six months of his life, but he's not. <laughs> you know, make he's taking what are appropriate. Steps and like making smart person decisions, whereas everybody else moment. is like just literally that meme of like the thousand SpongeBob's on fire. <laughs> like, like that's the rest of the White House, and he's like. But I mean, maybe he. By the way, I think
1: no, oh, that's not. Never mind. Okay, but um, just yeah. Who? So, what do? You, where do you think like John Kelly lies in all of this?
0: I always am he's like, like, I wonder about the military guys and like McMaster. What, like,
1: Wants to leave. Yeah. Because Trump abuses him.
0: I think they all want to leave. John Kelly is the one who's like a hardline immigration person. So I think he has like some kind of agenda there that's not I think my favorite. No, but I think it's all, I, I don't even think any of, I, I think almost they are, think that they don't even think about
1: policies like mm-hmm. any percent of the day. I think most, if I had to guess, most of their day is spent like tending to this baby that yeah. we're calling the president.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're there, but not to like really advance a particular agenda, but more to like try to fix the chaos that we've been talking about. That said, I do know, I or I've heard that John Kelly was pretty instrumental in like the fact that nothing has happened on DACA. He's like not about DACA. Right. So it's like very cool for that to be the only thing he
1: cares about. Yeah, but just how, awesome. you, how much
0: time do you think every day is actually spent talking about DACA, as opposed no. to like, like well, Twitter. They, they don't actually have to talk about it that much because all John Kelly has to do is make sure he's the last person who talks to Trump that day and he's like, I don't like DACA, and then, like, then yeah. it doesn't get well, done. Like, he just needs to make sure that he says that to Trump every night before bed, and then that's like where we stand in the morning, mm-hmm. the sort of like the refresh that happens <laughs> yeah. during Trump's like tossing and turning caffeinated uh, sleep because he drinks so much Coca-Cola. <laughs> But it's also like, it's not that hard to be the last person to talk to Trump when you're the only person left. Exactly. <laughs> His wife's not there. I, I count Melania as having left the administration.
1: I, can't, like, I count her as a resignation. When you're pretty much contractually there, probably via like a prenup agreement or just an addendum to a prenup agreement, which is just like, I'll pay you so much fucking money. Yeah. If you I always
0: me. imagine that like at the end of the day, they just return her to like the snow globe that they keep her <laughs> in. <laughs> like, and they're like, and there you go. (laughs) That's amazing. And we'll call you when we need you again. Um,
1: We'll get you a nice outfit. Don't worry. We'll mm -hmm. pick it out for you. She is very chic. She is very chic. Um, Yeah. So like no one's there. It's just a complete mess. I can't even believe this is happening. I know. The only thing worse than this would be if the person in this, in his position with his proclivities was competent.
0: Yeah. Were competent. Yeah, exactly. Like it is crazy to think about what someone like him would do if they had any idea how to actually go about doing it
1: if they weren't completely Um, just hindered by their like emotional issues
0: yeah like we're literally being saved by people's stupidity and it's crazy the level of chaos has reached such an extent that the president slept with a porn star paid her off now she's suing him and that's really not Making the waves, it should would make in a normal not at all administration because honestly, it's one of the least bad things he's done. Like yeah. at least it was above board and he actually paid her. <laughs> like exactly, like he fulfilled the terms of his contract. So honestly, it's one of the most honest you can things. The well, he didn't there are sign no terms. He forgot to sign it, but he did give her the money. So he was he had better faith. With the born star he paid off and he did like contractors who've actually worked for him
1: it's true well i mean yeah yeah wow. and that's, that's really what i have to say about that <laughs> yeah um shall we move on to one more thing yeah i, I think like it's not, i was like that was my like quick check yeah. i was like i think we're yeah. on to one more thing yeah i feel like we've exhausted the just discussion of how crazy it is
0: yeah um you know stay tuned <laughs> like, I, i'm numb to
1: it at this point like
0: you they, the country just like
1: elected me as a five-year-old as president yeah it's like this is how well i wouldn't sleep with a porn star when i was five but, no. like, but like me throwing a shit fit over like not getting some sort of Know, yeah, whatever, <laughs> or
0: forgetting to sign my name, not knowing how to sign my I don't name. I do want to write in sentences. Exactly. <laughs> Who needs cursive? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's actually What's trail. your one more thing? <laughs> okay. My one more thing. Um, this is just a fact. It's an International Women's Day fact that is truly one of my favorite facts, um, and it's that. Sally Ride, who was the first woman to ever go into space, when she was completing her 1984, check that date, mission, which was seven days long, NASA scientists asked her if she would need 100 tampons for the seven day mission. That's 14 a day. And I just. Like, what like every two hours. Yeah, exactly. And I just love this. <laughs> how because, heavy is that flow? <laughs> so, first of all, so heavy. Second of all, did she have her period? That should be. First of all, that's question number one is like, do you think you're going to get your period? Are you on the pill? Are we yazzing it up? What's happening? Second of all, these men are scientists who figured out how to put a rocket ship into a. Orbit in space and they could not possibly figure out on their own a Reasonable amount of tampons for one woman for one week. You know
1: what that just says rather than something about their intelligence It just shows how ignorant men are when it comes to the menstrual cycle. The, they, just like, don't, they just don't
0: have a fucking clue and I if, if you're a man and you're watching I assure you that any menstruating woman does not need 14 <laughs> tablespoons a day. Yeah, that if you're wondering if you're sitting at home you're like, I don't know how to calculate that, that is a lot. Yeah, that's over double it's the like three and five yeah like that i mean depending on, on which day, day <laughs> on how we're feeling on your personal whatever and if you're a woman and you're watching and you're using 14 tampons a day contact yeah. your OBGYN, go see somebody about that that's not correct yeah that's
1: not the correct it's number five a day if it's a really bad day and they're really small
0: tampons, yeah. Like maybe you have, maybe it's a heavy flow day. You've got light ones because you yeah. didn't re up. See men maybe know we're nothing. using. They ma- know nothing. They know nothing. So ignorant. I'm sorry, Danny. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's I'm not sorry. that many tampons, guys. It's just truly that's truly yeah. too Problem many. was a lot. But so I do, was, f- if it's a big day and yeah. Though so I do hope good. that Sally like took those back afterwards because they are expensive, expensive. and like okay. presumably she <laughs> used zero if she wasn't even on her period. Though so maybe I don't. Know, maybe do when you, you get g- your period in space? Or maybe when you go <laughs> to space, it gives you your period. We don't know. <laughs> we don't, I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole thing is just a mess. But yeah, yeah
1: tampons are basically a tax
0: on being a um, female. On being a female, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just hope that Sally pocketed the yes, truly the other potentially full hundred tampons. I definitely tampons. Gym. <laughs> Oh yeah, if there are yeah. free tampons somewhere, I'm taking them. Yeah. Um, so, bless up to Sally. Thank you for your contributions, and I hope you got those tampons. <laughs> okay. My one <laughs> more thing is that apparently Alexa, as an Amazon Alexa,
1: has been laughing at people, and I'm going to play it for you guys, like in my. Just in randomly my- laughing.
2: Alexa, replay. <laughs> it's creepy.
1: <laughs> Isn't that weird?
0: That is. First of all, how. How does
1: that happen? Well, I have a feeling she was echoing back someone else's laughter that she had recorded.
0: This opens up a a lot lot of (laughs) questions. But I will say on International Women's Day. Maybe Donald
1: Trump has an Alexa and there was one in the corner during the meeting with the Russians and And that's ultimately going to be the answer. Jeff Bezos, he hates Jeff Bezos. So maybe Jeff Bezos can like has been been working on that. Mm -hmm. That would be a good use of his time. Um, Okay, so that was our show. If you're listening to the podcast, stay tuned because we have an editor with Amanda Richards, who is the fashion and beauty features editor at Bustle. Mm-hmm. In we an have, interview. We have an interview. Well, really a podcast conversation. Yeah. We, we talked about feminism and women supporting women and body positive stuff. And we talked about Khloe Kardashian's revenge body mm-hmm. and our opinions on it. Wow. And that was pretty much the podcast, our conversation. So you guys should stay tuned and listen in yeah. one minute. Perfect On the podcast.
0: All right, guys. Well, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sandy Fishbach, and this was the Sup Live. Hey, bye. Happy International Women's Day. Bye.
1: Hello, welcome to the special International Women's Day edition of the Sup Live podcast. I'm here with Amanda Richards, the beauty and fashion features editor at Bustle, and we are doing a special International Women's Day
2: edition. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day to you. Thank you. You too. How are you celebrating? Um, I'm just sort of uh, I I like put on a new primer today, and I'm just gonna hopefully get coffee with my with my gal pals. I don't know. I'm Trio going to work. Self. I'm going to work. I'm yeah. like doing my normal day because it's 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 my day, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm celebrating by freely liking
1: memes on Instagram. Oh
2: my god, that's so brave and beautiful. Yeah, and I, love I it. mean, it's activism.
1: <laughs> activism in 2018 involves, you know non-judiciously liking instagrams and changing your profile photos totally
2: and like on a more serious note like i plan to share read a lot of things written by women and share a lot of things written by women and you know that's sort of like i guess in publishing that's sort of like the way to go on international women's day just like publish a bunch of things by women yes support them support them all yeah and this
1: special interview is uh is an international women's day interview, so <laughs> let's get right to it. Um, we ta- We were talking before the interview about um, this is something that has kind of weighed on me a lot in the new you know era of feminism and women's marches. And it's a, there's a meme that you see out there a lot on Instagram. I don't even know if you. It's I don't even think it's originally a meme. I think it was originally a quote, which is the idea that um, to quote, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. And this is just this is something that has always bothered me, but I've always been afraid to um, come out and say that, because I don't want to end up in that special place in hell.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I want to know, first of all, do we know the origin of that meme? I mean, you're in the meme trade. Yeah, the yeah, I actually don't. I
1: think it – I don't even really think it's a meme originally. It's I like think a, it's a tweet quote. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay.
2: Yeah, we can look at,
1: We can look into I've that. I've
2: seen it I, – I I guess I assumed it was a meme because I've seen it used on memes. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's like, whoa, this is a very strong sort of aggressive statement for something that's like shared like a meme. Right, you exactly. Know? Um. I – also worry about finding myself in that special place in hell. <laughs> I don't think that that's really a fair statement. I think that's sort of a a way to like, you know, it, if you're a feminism isn't just blindly supporting other women because they're women. Um, at least that's how I feel. I think you have to be sort of discerning about you know the things you support and the things you don't. And if somebody and a woman is doing something problematic, or I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean that like every choice of every woman regardless of how you know racist or sexist or ignorant or whatever, ignorant. Or whatever we're just supposed to be like yeah oh my god i, I support you in your journey no yeah. matter what
1: well it's so it's funny like last week um hope hicks was pretty big in the news right and, a, and we we kind of joked we were like oh she's so pretty she has an amazing contour great and contour. this is yeah, great contour, great contour. and none the, and so i mean look we're we're a humor site we're trying to cover politics in an interesting way and the number of people who called us out for being like anti-feminist for talking about Hope Hicks looks was just crazy they're like like you have to support her you get kind of hit from both sides like you have to support her because she's a woman but and she's in this bad position but it's also like you're making this all about her looks
2: yeah I mean I don't know I, I I think more along the lines of like instead of Hope Hicks who I feel like you know again she's in this bad position she but she's also like been complicit in a lot, but you know, talking about how beautiful she is doesn't feel the same to me as sort of what's what's her name, um, Kellyanne Conway. We talk mm-hmm. about how insane she looks, like, or people talk about how she's haggard or looks a mess or whatever. I mean, I don't know, like ripping down someone's looks for the sake of doing it. I feel even if I disagree with their politics, feels anti-feminist. But more so than that, it feels a little bit like pointless. Like, why am I focusing on how this woman looks? Rather than all the dumb shit she says. Right.
1: Just but, to make a joke.
2: Right. I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah. But like, then with Hope Hicks, I don't know. I've, I, we were talking about her too. And it, when it came to her looks, we were nothing but very supportive. Right. But I do not support like her, some of her choices. Yeah. But I, I think she's very beautiful. That's great. Right. Good job, Hope. So, so, to counter yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I she,
1: I don't know who taught her, but it's the modeling <laughs> days. Yeah. I mean, so I, I think about this a lot. And just do you ever, um, Just being, you know, so prominent at a feminist, a very female positive site, Mm -hmm. um, do you ever feel that you have to kind of watch what you say or censor your opinions because of people who will attack you because of what you say based on the subject being a woman?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think think it happens, like, within, like, different pockets of feminist communities. So, for example, one thing is I do a lot of stuff about, like, plus size fashion, and (laughs) body image and and um, body positivity and it's really really hard to be critical in that space because everybody just wants to feel like look like you're a body positive person and you are you know spreading a good message but a lot of quote unquote body positive people are not doing that they're they're sort of um i don't even know like a good example of this that i could think of right now but there's plenty of like plus size models who are like acceptance for all but then like don't say anything when the brands that they work for only offer up to a size eighteen, that kind of thing. Right. So I feel it's hard to be critical in that space, but I never am not. <laughs> right. Like I'm always gonna do it anyway. Right. Um. And and Bustle is very much like. Everybody, I mean, I, I guess I can't really speak for everybody because I don't know like everyone's like secret feelings. But for the most part, our identity as a publication is not like blindly supporting other women. We don't think that's just feminism, you know? Right. That's just not how it is. So,
1: right. Yeah. No, I definitely don't think you guys do that. It's more, it's more just sort of this trope that I keep seeing. Mm-hmm. And like when I, when I read these, like it's really mostly, like, it's honestly mostly like social media captions. Like, from people whose thoughts you, like you just said, you can't really know. Mm. Um, that you kind of there's this trope that it's like they're like just women supporting women, women supporting women. It's like okay, yeah. So just why talk about it so much and not just just do it? Like if everyone if you're doing it, everyone will know you do that, and no one's going to call you out for not doing it. Right. I until think you make a tiny little mistake, and everyone I, jumps on you.
2: Right. Exactly. And I think that with that that whatever. Uh, quote tweet meme whatever it is the special place in hell for women who don't support other women i think the intention there is probably good like Mm -hmm. listen you need to support your fellow woman no matter what but i think like sort of the execution is wrong in the sense that like it comes off as being like you know it it comes off as like suggesting blind support which i think is wrong Right. I agree.
1: That was sort of that's really my issue with it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just going back to body positivity, because Mm -hmm. I know that we wanted to also go go talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to talk about revenge body. Uh, the show, hmm. so I'm very eager to hear your thoughts on that. I know we kind of touched on it yesterday, but I didn't want to get too deep into it because I wanted to leave the organic conversation for today. Totally. So, so if I'm anybody, curious.
2: I feel like if, if anybody who's listening doesn't know what that is, it's the makeover show hosted by Khloe Kardashian, where in people come on and say like, "Okay, so and so, my friends, my boyfriend, my mother has been mean to me because of the way I look my whole life." And I'm pissed about it. So what I want to do is I want to lose a bunch of weight. I want to become more fashionable, do my hair differently, all this stuff to take, quote unquote, revenge on this person. So that's like the concept of the show. And then at the beginning of the show, Chloe is like, you know, she she sits down with them and she sort of relates it back to her own experience being as she calls like the fat, ugly sister. She Mm -hmm. says, like, Kim and Courtney were always like so beautiful and I was always so awkward and. You know then i took my life back and and i got revenge and they used to call me fat and now they don't um so that's sort of like the the rundown of the show mm-hmm. my thoughts on it are like primarily that it's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> for the most part so like when i see a show called revenge body i'm like ooh like well i guess it would be better if it would be a show that like your friend called you fat for 10 years so then like. Chloe Kardashian helped you take actual revenge on them, like to their <laughs> house or something, or like did some kind of really send them thing. a lot of calteen bars. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's like something terrible. Like I don't know. I it, to me, it's like it's just like a makeover show, and it sends a really weird, like fucked up message, which is that if people don't accept you for how you are, then you should change yourself for them. Right. You know. So I think that's I think that's really strange.
1: Yeah. No, it's interesting. So so I. I totally hear that. Um, I, I'll say I I only watched like part of the first season. And one of the reasons I liked the show was I didn't, I didn't even think too much into that. I sort of thought they were just trying to capitalize on Chloe's like role as the fat sister. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like she has really embodied, I guess, that idea. But I do hate to think that she was just doing all of that, not so that she could feel good, but so that she could like be as hot as Kim. That kind well, of thing. Well,
2: I mean, I'm sure it was... To be fair, I'm sure it was a little bit of both. I'm sure she was like wanted to feel happy herself and all these contestants on her show want to feel happy too. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that it's sort of framed is not that. It's not about you. It's like... You know, at the end of course, like every good makeover show, there's like a, a big reveal, and it's like, see, like look what I did. But it's sort of like, right? If it was really about the person and how they felt inside, would that be really necessary? Right. Um. And I haven't seen every episode, but like, there's no. I want there to be a moment where they're like, hey, guess what I did, and also realize that you are a piece of shit friend right like can you imagine being around a friend for there was I remember one episode I can't remember specifics but she had a group of girlfriends in LA that like always sort of left her out because she was fat and they wanted to like go to clubs and like be like hot and sexy and they felt that that wasn't hot and sexy I was like this girl needs to realize that there are friends out there that will like be down to ride with you like and hang out with you fat as hell or thin or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, and Also, there are guys who will do the same. Totally. That's the other thing. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: the thing that I actually I happen to enjoy the show, but mm-hmm. the thing that I the thing that I like about it, I without even thinking about that, is that they it addresses the emotional side of weight loss more than I I can think of like a lot of other shows that kind of make it more about, oh, here's my like exercise routine, and this sort of thing. And you sort of peek into these people's lives and like what's holding them back. And it's never really the friend Even the friend as the motivation I feel like can't really work Like if you're doing I don't think you can really do anything Long term in a real way For yourself For for someone else So maybe you can like You know Lose weight for three months Mm. Thinking about this big reveal And how amazing it will feel But how are you supposed to Actually be healthy for life With that If you just did it So that you could show up At this party looking good
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like, their long-term journey, if they stick with it afterward, if they do that. I mean, again, like, you can't totally remove the agency of these people. Like, they're doing it for themselves. They're making a choice and whatever. I mean, there is an argument. It's like, whatever motivates that choice is what motivates that choice. It's up to you. Like, it's Mm -hmm. your deal. But I just think in terms of the actual show, the way that they frame it is that it's... For about the other person. Right. Um, and you might be right. There, there's probably more to it. Like, with, and you know, I would never want to like cut somebody down for making that kind of decision to meet Khloe Kardashian and lose weight in three months. I don't know. Like, do you? But yeah. I mean, I'm speaking,
1: so I, in my, just in my past to give some background, maybe some of the audience might know this because I've spoken about it on our other podcast, mm-hmm. Laps, and my partner and I are, start- uh, one of my co-founders and I are starting a wellness podcast um, from the point of view of two people who have lost pretty significant amount of weight. I used to be like 30, even like earlier this year or last year, I was like 30 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. So... And I've been trying to lose weight Honestly my whole life Mm -hmm. And I think that ultimately What made the switch Was like an internal emotional thing That I wanted to lose weight for myself Mm -hmm. But all the previous times I tried to lose weight I just like wanted to look good in pictures Or I wanted people to like me Or I wanted people to wear certain clothes But ultimately it never really was about that And I don't think that even meeting chloe kardashian like the fun of that fades and the having this the great the special trainer and the special diet will all just go away after Mm -hmm. the show but the only thing that can really last in terms of weight loss is feeling okay about yourself Mm -hmm. and i think now that i I always thought it was oh like what does it mean to like love your body like Mm -hmm. what does that mean And i actually feel that you know, I don't think I look amazing every day. But I do feel actually happier with it because there was like an emotional internal switch. Mm. And I think that that can be applied to a lot of aspects of feminism and, and you know, women going, for, going after what they, you know, want. That sort of removal of self-doubt is what really, I think, makes the change for people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think making sure that the decision is about you. Like you said, your decision was when you came to it you know from the perspective of I want to do this for me that's when you felt like you're actually successful um I have like struggled with my weight my whole life I've always been big I was born I was like six feet like huge my mom like you know almost died it's terrible um no but no I've always been big and I've always I've fluctuated my weight has fluctuated from like the weight I am now plus 50 pounds minus 100 pounds and I've never felt like I don't know I mean I'm with you, girl. I've never felt like, yeah, I've never felt like it's like one of those things where, I don't know, the weight to me, weight is such a, is such an afterthought to other things going on. Like I feel like my body has fluctuated, but like what what's going on in, in my brain, like it hasn't mattered. I've been miserable and thin, yeah. And I've been fat and happy, yeah. So like I don't know, man. And I, it's just like a, such a personal choice. I just, you know, and that, that going back to the body positivity thing, there are a lot of people who think that if you are choosing to lose weight at all. That means you're not body positive because you want to change your body. I don't buy that shit. That is a yeah. unpopular opinion, actually. We were asking really? before. Oh yeah. Like if you want to change your body at all, it means you're not body positive. I don't I don't Do think so. Do people really think that extreme? I think so, yeah. I've seen it. And I don't I I don't agree. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, yeah. of course, whatever. But I'm with agree. you. Yeah, I just I just feel like, you know what, like I'm allowed to define what body positive means for me and it's for me and I'm not like shilling my ideas to you. And I get it. that That's mm-hmm. a problem. Like if someone's telling you how to, you know, sort of define the parameters of your own self image, that's fucked up, too. But I think that it's unfair to say that if you want to make a change with your body, whether it be your weight or your hair, or this, that, the other, that all of a sudden you must hate yourself or aren't really subscribing to this idea that you should you know be allowed to be happy with the way that you look Right it's really bizarre It's,
1: it's so interesting how okay we, we Come to this place we feel like oh maybe Society has progressed a lot but Still we live in this age where if You're fat you get attacked if you're too thin you get Attacked I was just reading about Gigi Hadid who got attacked for now being too thin. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, you when you glorify runway models who are literally barely existent like they turn sideways and then like you can't even see them. Like you so there's a society that glorifies that and then when she gets there, which actually I think she has a medical condition, mm-hmm. um, but regardless of whatever, even if she had just chosen to lose that weight, she now is being attacked for being too thin. But a few years ago she was attacked for being too Full or mm-hmm. full bodied it's just like why does everyone have to constantly be looking at someone else's body and judging
2: it and just like let the people live it's not even the people let the women live yeah i mean geez it's it's about women this is the no matter what you do with your body i don't care it's always going to be up for some sort of debate because you're because you're a woman because that's it i mean that, that's all there is to it that, that's why like I mean Revenge Body the show that we we're just talking about they have men on there too but you know yeah. I feel like for the most part it's women mm-hmm. and it's maybe more women want to go on though totally yeah and why because we feel that pressure to sort of morph and change to fit somebody else's idea of what is good but unfortunately that is like running on a hamster wheel you're never going to get anywhere because when you get to what someone thinks is good Someone else doesn't think it's good. And so you have right. to keep reaching for it. And it's just, exa- I'm so tired. Like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm just like, can we not? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's know, like right. I'm asleep. I'm done. Like, I feel hmm. like, if
1: okay, if you could, perfect world, perfect vacuum, if you could create sort of like a, a society where, or just sort of a cultural reality where you think women are treated, I don't even want to say equally to men, but maybe part of the problem I do think with Feminism is that it actually doesn't take into account that men have their own, their own, the way that society looks at men is also putting them in a box, Mm -hmm. which kind of, I think, causes women to then be put in a box Mm -hmm. in contrast to them. Mm -hmm. So if you could create sort of a world where
2: things, you know, were how you wanted them, what would that look like? And how can we get there? How, where do I start? I mean, I would, I, I. I, when, I, when I think about feminism, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about men and how they're put into boxes. I have more lately because of, you know, the sort of increased awareness like the, the Parkland shooting is a great example. The Vegas mm-hmm. shooting. We're talking about we're not talking about men as they relate to feminism. But we're talk, talking about like how men are boxed in by masculinity and the mm-hmm. ex- expectations of masculinity. So in my perfect world, that idea, you know, of, of what it means to be masculine and what it means to be feminine would just be gone. Yeah. That's it. I mean I think that would solve a lot of problems. I I agree with you. Yeah and I don't and I don't don't get me wrong, I don't mean that everyone should suddenly be like, Well, gender I, fluid. I'm gender fluid. Yeah. I mean, that's a personal choice. It's up to you, whatever. I'm just saying that the sort of idea of what it means to be a man and and how you should look and how you should act and how you should react to things emotionally, and the idea of what it means to be a woman, how you should look, how you should act, how you should react to things emotionally. If we could just like erase that I think we'd find ourselves in a much better situation.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I think a lot of it is also on a personal level, just that like, people, I think, feel very internally insecure, probably because of all the shit that society has projected mm-hmm. on them from their entire lives. I think people feel very personally insecure so that they now have to turn that outward so mm-hmm. that they no longer have to feel that that internal insecurity about, oh, am I feminine enough? Am I masculine enough? Am I... Am I fitting into what people want from me? Because like you said, you can get somewhere and you're on the hamster wheel and someone will tell you you're mm. not good enough. So right.
2: so you just have to define what's good enough for you. And if that means that you have, you know, a six pack and you work out every day, or if that means you eat a pizza every day and watch Netflix, like if that means that, that you are amazing. well and truly happy, then like, my God, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, do it. I, I'm not here to judge anybody for the choices that they make, but unfortunately, like, I think that's sort of a rarer stance to take. Like, I, I I, really, truly don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just feel like it works both ways. You have to be willing to accept the the choices that for you feel kind of gross. Like for me, like starving myself or eating a pizza every night both feel like kind of gross choices, but mm-hmm. I have to kind of accept that for other people it's yeah. what they want to do.
1: I mean, the thought of eating a whole pizza every night it sounds really amazing to me, but th- I know that the way I'll feel is probably just as bad as starving myself oh but i mean yeah
2: like yeah. brain fog on fleek like <laughs> I mean, jesus yeah. can you imagine i mean i love pizza but yeah. like I whole pizza every night is just not my thing but if that's yeah. your thing
1: by i wish means. i wish it was my thing no,
2: okay. i mean <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> yeah yeah um
1: Hopefully by next International Women's Day,
2: things will look a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lofty goal. Like in one year from now, like the gender binary will be gone (laughs) and no one will care how fat you are. (laughs) No, I don't think so. But I mean, if we keep talking about it and keep having conversations like this and, you know, maybe eventually in our lifetimes.
1: Yeah. One last
2: one last question. Do you have any just based on how this year
1: has gone, it's been there have been a ton of I feel real significant shifts and maybe that's just in the conversation and not in the reality but do you think that there is actually an opportunity for real a real shift in how the way things
2: are going forward maybe not by next year but just in the next Few decades. Totally. I mean, like, look how far we've come in five years. I mean, five years ago, body positivity wasn't even a word. Like, it wasn't True. even a phrase. I mean, five years ago, like, trans people were still lurking in the shadows, and we weren't talking about it at all. I mean, what five years ago was 2013? Was yeah. gay marriage even legal then? I'm I think it became
1: ears. legal. Yeah. In 2014. Okay. Yeah. Or 13.
2: See, like seriously like we've come so far and that was an exciting day yeah it was a good day it was a really good day but yeah i feel like we'll have definitely some more of those days and those feelings and that that sort of idea of progress moving forward i'm totally hopeful not like oh my god everything's gonna be perfect hopeful i'm like yeah you know way too dead inside for that kind of outlook (laughs) but yeah i'm like i'm like cautiously hopeful okay yeah i'm like dead-eyed and hopeful yeah
1: i i feel you yeah On on a deep level yeah to the extent that I'm not dead inside. <laughs> so this has been a great conversation. Thank you, Amanda, for joining thank us. Thank you for having
2: me. It's been great.
1: Yeah, we're, re- we're very excited. Happy Women's Day. And if you're listening to this not on today, happy whatever day <laughs> it is. Um, thank you again. You guys should check out the Bustle Huddle as yes. well.
2: And check out Amanda's pieces on Bustle. Yes. And, and also listen to the podcast, which is a podcast that I host Oh the that podcast? Is, yeah, the podcast. Love that. So it's a it's a it's a feminist podcast about like d- it's different stories, different interviews with people living in marginalized bodies. So uh, we had an interview with a disabled person. We had a trans teenager come on his come with on the show with his mom and talk about the first time that uh, she had to buy him a prosthetic penis. It's great. It's great. Show. Wow. Yeah. I'm very curious. I will listen. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs>
1: you guys should tune in the podcast. That's also a great name. So, yeah. Um, so this has been the Supply podcast. Thanks. Join us next week every Thursday. Bye. Betches.